0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast I'm SelectaBet and delighted to be joined by Greg Browning for another look ahead to this week's best bets. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, doing good, thank you. Doing good? Good, and I guess before we should start I should probably congratulate St. Johnson on qualifying for the Europa Conference League last night.
1: Um yeah, kind of through default, really. <laughs> uh, I, was,
0: I was being facetious.
1: Yeah, I knew you were.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite a nice consolation though, after... Uh, you know they held their own against Galatasaray for much of the, the tie, didn't they?
1: they done very well, yeah. I think to, to be in the second leg for half an hour to go even still it was a tremendous feat. Galatasaray passed the ball very well last night and you can see they've got a lot of classy players. I think they've got something like 10.5 million followers on Twitter. We've got 50,000. <laughs> but kind of tells its own story between the size of the two clubs and the budgets yeah, involved. But yeah. it was a great game last night. Great atmosphere. And we drop into the conference now to play Lask from Austria.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good, another good night at Mcdermott Parky. Eh?
1: Yeah, definitely a weekend Thursday.
0: Good. Yeah, we'll touch on St Johnson no doubt once we get to the Scottish Leagues But we are also going to cover Norway this week And we are delighted to be joined once more by our man in Norway, David Weatherson How's it going, David? Hi, uh, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good here, going good Good, it's been a while since we've uh, touched on Norway I think, Greg, you were saying they've not had a full card in Norway since early July, is
1: it? The 18th of July was the last full card in the late Azerian. Um That was, what, almost a month ago now?
0: Yeah, what's so going on that. there, David? Yeah,
2: just uh, I mean, obviously the season was a bit staggered at the start, so it was a bit of um, some clubs catching up uh, with games. Um, there was also the cup started, so there was some cup games thrown in, and uh, there was the four teams in European action as well. So it was just a bit, yeah, it was just a bit all over the place. And but but now we're kind of at a stage where. Um, Most teams have, well, most teams have played sort of 15 or 14 games, so we're at a place now that, um, yeah, all the teams are kind of even and we can look at the league with a bit more clarity. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Molde and uh, Sarpsborg don't play next week um, and that will be everyone will have played 16 games uh, by by that point.
0: And... Just you know, give us a wee recap on what's been happening. Norway Mulder have established, what, an eight-point lead. They've got that game in yep. hand over over Gleent. Uh, Lielestrom looks as if they're going really well in third as well. Yep. Um, and Bran are getting a wee bit detached at the bottom already. Yeah,
2: uh, Molde, yeah Molde have played a game extra uh, than the rest. Um, mm-hmm. But they are seven points clear. Uh, eight points clear, sorry, um, of uh, Gleent in second. And Listerham who have uh, been on an excellent run recently, um, Thomas Lena Olson, their striker, who is a captain, I think he's scored about 12 goals um, this season already. Um, so he's been excellent. And um, ex Rosenborg man, Yeman uh, Dawson in the midfield, he's been fantastic too. And the two of them have linked up quite a lot and uh, fired them up the league. Um, they've looked pretty solid at the back and uh, scored some goals as well. So yeah, it's nice to see some different names up there. I think um, Moulder looked pretty nailed on they look like a very good team
0: mm-hmm.
2: and this year gleam to have dropped off a little bit struggling away from home <clears throat> struggling away from home a little bit Gleamed uh, to get some consistency um and just not got that same goal threat that they had last year which is uh i kind of thought at the start of the season that they would lose or draw more close games than they did last year and that's what it's turned out to be
1: just on that note david i noticed that last night kind of mixed bag in norway last night in the european front
2: yeah so, yeah, yes. both have to sneak through. Um, Eric Botheim scored a couple of goals, uh, put them through to go and play Zalgiris, uh, I think from Lithuania, I think, if yeah. I'm right. Uh, so if they win that, they go into the Conference League, which is absolutely massive. Um, Molde were unlucky. They scored a 97th-minute equaliser against Trabzonspor, which in the old days would have put them through and away goals. But um, unfortunately, they lost in penalties. So uh, that was that would be... Tough to take, but probably just reinforce the fact that they're huge favourites for the league now, now that they don't have the European action.
0: Um, yes.
2: Rosenborg, Rosenborg beat Dom's alley on uh Tuesday night. Um, they'd already won six one in the first leg, so it was just a formality. One, so uh, yeah, easy easy win uh over the two legs and Rosenborg go through to play Wren uh, in the next next round, which is gonna be a tough uh tough assignment, I would think.
0: Yeah.
1: So to Celtic fans
2: about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was last season they played, was it? Yeah. So, uh, okay, so as I said, we're going to kind of split the podcast between Norway and Scotland. We might as well start in uh, Norway. David, uh, we'll have a few look at some of the games this weekend. Any big stories to bring us up to date with in terms of what's uh, been happening recently?
2: Yes. The, the Bran, the bran uh, boys have been... Um, Shall, yeah, they've been causing a bit of trouble this week. Um, it's been all over the news that they had a big party on Tuesday night um, under or in the stadium. Um, and I don't know how many players were involved exactly. It's been a bit, they've tried to keep it a little bit under wraps, but basically um, quite a lot of the players were up drinking. Um, there was a lot of girls involved and there was a lot of nakeds running on the pitch. And uh, actually today it's just come out that the... Norwegian police are going to be investigating a sexual assault at the party as well, so wow. it's not, not great for Bran, who have won once all season. Um, they're detached at the bottom, five points off uh, the pace. Um, yeah, it's a really bad situation for them. There's clearly clearly some issues at the club. Um, Foren, Foran, who is centre-half, um, wasn't the captain, but very experienced player. He used to play with Molder. He, uh, he left off the back of that. I don't don't think it was to do with that exactly, but um, I think he's having his own personal issues, and uh, it's just just another sort of nail in the coffin for what looks like it could be uh, another relegation for Bran. And
1: they've disappointed um, a new manager, haven't they, David? He's only just in the door.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really not, a, it's really, really not a good situation for for uh, the manager, and they have got good players at the club, um, but yeah. It's just for whatever reason, it's just not worked for them all season. Um, they've not looked. Yeah, they uh, yeah, I think from a betting not. perspective, they've been pretty good to us this season for Corners
1: brand. So yeah. So I think away from. So obviously, what, you'll touch upon this in a second. They're probably just about, about even money to win this match on, on Sunday. Yeah. But away from home, though, against the league's better sides, we're probably going to get some pretty decent prices, I think, on brand Corners. Yeah.
2: And, and they still do have good attacking too. players. Uh, they've yeah. still got Robert Taylor, uh, Dowda Bamba, um, and they've signed that uh, Bobby Rasmussen has been good for them as well. Um, but yeah, so Corey Britson was sacked in mid-July. Eric Hornerland is coming in and entered so it's basically the two previous Rosenborg managers that didn't work at Rosenborg uh, too well. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's not looking good for them, but yeah, um, I think the worst thing for them is that they've had three home games recently against, um, I think it was Lee Lister and Ewan and uh, uh it was another team in the bottom half anyway and they didn't win any of them. They drew all 3-1-1. Three, one, one, um, yeah. three games they kind of had to win if they wanted to start pushing up or pushing a bit of pressure on the teams
0: above them. But yes, it's really, it's really not looking good for them. So they host Sandy Fjord this weekend. Um, any repercussions from this week's activities going to spill onto the pitch?
2: Well, the, the this club spokeswoman came out today and said uh, nobody would be getting suspended as a, as a orbit. Um right. But I think that was before the sexual assault uh, claim came became uh, sort of public knowledge. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think uh, Christopher Barman, who's one of the Sort of important midfielders sort of came out and took a try to take a lot of blame for it and try to take the blame off the other players, which is which is interesting And whether or not he plays at the weekend is up for debate. Um, but Sandefjord, Sandefjord, I think a lot of people thought would I, I thought they would finish bottom this season. I think they they lost a manager, they lost a few important players, um, but they've been really really impressive. Um, Every time I watch them, they're playing a lot more attacking football this year. Um, they've won 3-2 odd recently. They've won at Stavak as well. They've won at Tromsø. Um, they've also won three times at home. So they're they're 13 points ahead of Bran. They've played some really good football. Um, Vida Arjonsson, for fantasy fans, is the top scorer in uh, from midfield in fantasy football this year, and he's uh, he's been excellent as a right winger. Him and Christopher Hansen have been uh, really, really important players in the wing. So I think Sandefjord are... So my bet for, for them this week is um, on the Asian line, 0.0 plus 0.5 is uh, 1.97 for, for Sandefjord in the Asian line. And I think it's a game where... where I don't think I just don't think they'll lose after what's happened to Bran this week, after how Bran have played all season and just how Sandaford have uh, shown up recently. I think uh, they drew with Leesterm last week, 1-1. Thought they played really well. They dominated the game, sort of possession-wise. I think they had about 65% of possession, and uh, I think they're in a good place. And I, I think it's a good bet given the, the turmoil that Bran are currently undergoing.
0: Not brave enough to take it 23 to 10.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't talk anyone out of it. I think it's a good price. It's just the Asian line. You've got a little bit of cover with yeah. the with the draw.
0: Yeah, on the double chance, uh, and if you're four to six to either win or draw, so that might appeal to people as well. Maybe we don't.
1: It's the a same a uh, Even money shots better than a. Losing 21-10 to 10 shot.
0: <laughs> that's very true. Okay, so that's the first bet the weekend for us then. That's Sandy Fjord on Asian handicap. The split line of 0 and plus 0.5. Mm-hmm. And that's one 1.97, is it? Yeah. At, uh, bet 365. That's correct. Okay, next game we're going to look at is on Dallin v. Rosenborg. Greg, you quite fancy goals in this one?
1: Yeah, I think Rosenborg had a really poor start to the season. Uh, but all seems rosy now in Trondheim Um
0: the result,
1: over the last month or so they're only three points off second um, they've progressed in the Europa League um, they have won both cup matches, albeit against very tame opposition like they won one match 11-1 against a team called Orkla and David said it's a team he's played against, and even he said they were rubbish <laughs> <laughs> So, I wouldn't read too much into that 11-1 win. But, seeing that though, they've still scored 32 goals in six matches. So, in terms of with a position for this match, confidence will be high. They're playing a down team who have seen quite a few goals at home. So, I think that's now four of their last five at home have seen over 2.5 goals. They have conceded goals at home though. Um, two against Od, uh three against Tromso. Starback scored three as well. So, I think there's a there's a good line here, I think, for goals in this match. Um, I guess the difficulty will be just trying to pick the right approach for this game. I've probably looked at two or three different angles for this match. But I think where Rosenberg are now, they, they, they can make a real challenge now to finish second. I, I think because we all agree, Molder still look probably and shoulders above everyone else still. But given where Rosenberg were about two months ago, to be three points off second, they'll be quite happy with that probably. Um, so, I think for me, goals is the way to go here. Rosenborg are evens to win the match, which I think is a decent price. But in terms of the goal angles, you can get 21 to 20 over 2.5 goals. And another angle is 6 to 5 on Rosenborg to score two or more. Now, I think Rosenborg have won the last six games between the sides. But just given Rosenborg's recent form, beyond Dallin's home matches seeing goals, I'm going to take over two and 2.5 goals on the Asian line at 5-6. to six. So that means you get half your state back if there's two goals scored. And it's quite a nice angle, that. I can't see there not being two goals in this match. Um, the other angles do look appealing as well, to be fair, on Rosenborg to win the match and to score two at evens in 6-5. But quite happy at 5-6 to six to take this one on this match being over two and 2.5 and goals at 5-6. to six.
0: And David, we spoke pre-podcast about several teams in Alita to see this week looking decent bets at odds against um, away from home this weekend. And Rosenborg yeah. fall into that category.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I quite fancy Rosenborg this weekend. I think they've been looking better the last sort of three three weeks. Um, they have let me down before this season, um, so I was a bit um, skeptical about. Backing them, but um, even money away at Muendalen. And, and I think, I think they've only won three, three times this season. Maybe, maybe twice. Yeah, twice, yeah, they've won twice this season. I mean, Mjöndal and I think they're playing a little bit more attacking than they did, did last year, which lends itself quite nicely to Greg's bet. Um, also, Rosenborg. I've, Big Dino Islamovic up front. He's started looking a little bit better. He scored a few goals. They've also signed uh, Noah Holm, who was a sort of promising Norwegian youngster who went abroad. He's come back and he looks like he could fit in uh, quite nicely. Scored. He uh, scored. Scored uh, the other night. Um, and also Stefano Vecchia, who was their sort of major summer. Sorry, winter signing. Um, he. He's been out injured and he's now back. He came off the bench on uh, Tuesday night and looks like he could feature at the weekend. So kind of points towards Rosenborg looking a little bit better in attack um than they have done sort of last month. And um yeah, yeah I, I can i can see them winning. And also in bold, the gleam to where Lelistrom they're pretty I think I think two point eight, I think yeah. I've seen them as high as, which is um sixty four yeah, three
0: six five.
2: Yeah, I mean Lelistrom going really well Glimps away form hasn't been great, but I think Gleam are gonna dominate the possession in that game and if they can if they can get an early goal, I think Lee Listerham could uh, find it difficult to get back at them. Uh also Mulder away at Viking, which Viking do have a tendency to raise their game for uh for the bigger teams. Um and also Mulder played 120 minutes on Thursday night, so I'd be a little bit uh, Worried about that one although Moulder do have the strongest squad um, in the league and the other one is Walleringa away at Tromsø who yeah Tromsø haven't won at home all season Um I think they've lost yeah, they've lost four drawn two out of their six games um, at home and uh yeah they should they, sh- they should be in with a good chance of winning that one and I think I think they were five to four um I thought it was a really decent price.
1: Quite a tricky card this weekend, given the fact that we haven't had a full card for so long. It doesn't make it easy to try and dissect some of these games. So I think after this weekend, it should hopefully become a little bit easier. We'll be halfway through the season by that point, point. Um, and by this point we'll have a, a a better gauge as to who to back and who to lay.
0: Yeah, I think I think so too. Yeah, just looking at that uh, Viking Modi. Mm. Uh, sorry. Tromswell-Volarenga game, um, you're effectively looking at the team with the worst home record against the team with the second best away record, yeah. um, and Volarenga
2: 75,
0: but you also quite like goals in that one for Volarenga potentially.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it's just a, a little bit safer, I think uh, both teams, like to score, scored plenty of goals, I think, they, well, they scored 15 in 14 games, so they're averaging more than a goal a game, but they've conceded 26 in their 14 games, um, and at home, as I said, they've lost four, drawn two, but they've conceded three, three, two, two, uh, they had a nil-nil draw with Christiansund and then they conceded three again, so, Wolleringa, who have scored in every single game this season, um, granted they've not scored t- two in every game but they have scored in every game so goals haven't been a problem. Um I think to score over 1.5 goals if you are getting 5 to 4 for it on Bet365 I think it's very generous considering the the history of Tromsø's home record this season and uh, just the fact that Bologna've got a pretty strong attack.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think you might have been a wee bit of money since you last looked at that price it's now 65. Bologna okay. to, to score two or more. Um that and on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg, anything else standing out for you this week or this evening?
1: I would just probably call it that last weekend there was 25 goals across the five games on the Sunday. So probably our highest scoring weekend.
2: Yeah, every team um, scored as well.
1: It could be look, worthwhile looking at total goals markets if that's available on Skybet. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm just happy to take the, the goals at the Rosenberg match and just see how this weekend pans out.
0: Yeah, that goal, get fully involved again next week. That total goals bet doesn't look too bad at all, considering, you know, the fact that we've touched on, the likes of Glimter away from home, Mulder away from home, Volarega away from home, Rosenborg away from home, all potentially concede goals as well as score goals at the other end. So that might be a, a, a decent shout worth looking at. OK, I think that's that covered, Norway, for the week. Uh,
2: I think so. Just a, a couple of guide, like um, well, transfers out. There's a mm-hmm. couple of my... A couple of the better players leaving in uh, this summer, and Frederick Irishness, who probably, yeah, he's one of one of the best midfielders in the league, probably been moulded as most consistent player for the last year. He's gone to Feynert, uh just last week, which is a pretty mm-hmm. good move for him, and probably my favourite player in the league this year in the last year, Aaron Aaron Dunham. Uh, he's gone to Standard Liège in Belgium, um, which is a, a decent move for him, a sort of stepping stone. I think he's going to do really well there. Um, and one more, uh, Molde replaced Irish schnees with probably the biggest talent um, in Norway's second tier, and that's Sievert Mansverk, who had a lot of um, sort of interest from abroad, but he's chosen to go to Molde. Um, he started against Trabzonspor last night, and I think he's going to play quite a lot Um He's just 18, I think, and uh,
0: looks like he's got a big future. Were you surprised to see Philip uh, Zinkenagel go out on loan from Watford <sighs> to Forest? I think it was. Yeah, probably
2: not. I think they've got an absolute abundance of players. Don't they? They have a mm-hmm. huge turnaround there with the the Pots. So uh, yeah, the Pots-owned clubs always seem to turn around players. And yeah, I think he'll do all right. Zinkenagel in the Championship. I think it's probably 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 top top half Championship. Might might just be about his level.
0: Yeah, probably a wee bit disappointed. we might have thought, we've kind of championed him on the podcast, It <laughs> might have yeah, made a wee bit more no. of an impact.
2: I mean, he was unbelievable, he it was, it was unbelievable that season for uh, but it was, a, it was an absolute anomaly uh, compared to uh, other seasons. And also, there has been other examples of players um, in the Csetti-Knudsen system who have done excellent and struggled as they've moved elsewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Also Jens Peter Hauge, who's gone to Frankfurt this week on loan from AC Milan but with an obligation to buy. I think it's around 12 million euros uh, will be when they have to buy him next summer. So that'll be interesting to see how he gets on. A a bit surprising that Milan haven't kept him but to get a move to Frankfurt I think uh, it's it's a really good move. One of the top half clubs in Germany and excited to
0: see how he does there. It's a lot of money at twelve million euros as well.
2: It is, and and, and Gleamt will get some of that. Um, yeah. And uh, I can't remember who how get was that before, but whoever his youth his youth team was will get some of that as well. So it's uh, it's a nice little nice little uh, pocket money.
0: Okay, we'll have a wee recap of our best bets in Norway towards the end of the podcast, but now it's time to have a wee look at Scotland uh, this weekend, and it's the Scottish League Cup, which is currently known as the Premier Sports Cup, after they took over the sponsorship from Betfred. We are down to the last 16. Tonight, Friday, seized and firmly visit Ibrox as Rangers look to get things back on track after a pretty horrendous week for them, and there's seven ties spread over Saturday and Sunday. Greg... These ties are often quite difficult to gauge this early in the season. Um, We don't have any real standout bets as such this weekend, do we?
1: Just one, but there's no prices yet, which is a shame really, given the match is on Sunday and it's now Friday tea time. So I think at the moment I'm really keen on Kilmarnock corners at Hibs. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So Kilmarnock being priced at 4-1 to win this match. Hibs obviously travelling back from a disappointing result in Croatia last night. Um, Kilmarnock all over in the Championship still got a pretty decent squad a decent team we're fully expecting them to win that league and they'll have a thousand fans backing them at uh, Easter Road on Sunday so really keen to see what we can get on probably by now you know my favourite market is teams to get a total corners count so I think 4 plus would be amazing putting it 4-5 to five and 4 Kelly corners that'd be great it may have to be 5 But I still think the five could be backable. But we're not going to get prices probably until later today. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the only standout one for me at the moment. Looking through the other fixtures, I think Celtic will probably be quite popular at home to Hearts. Celtic have had a couple of decent results, scoring goals, a bit of confidence back. Rangers have obviously stumbled into the season um, with three defeats, two in Europe and one in the league last weekend. So I think Celtic Park is maybe a much happier place than it was maybe a week ago um andy Halliday for a booking possibly in that match yeah he should have been booked last week or two weeks ago in the open day of the season mm-hmm. um so keen to see what hearts cards are like also but again we're kind of struggling to get any markets yet on cards or corners for these matches mm-hmm. which is pretty disappointing
0: yeah worth. Um, yeah, we're, we're what three o'clock on friday afternoon
1: yeah so not ideal um rangers played on Fremlin tonight given the fact they've lost their last three games, Rangers, I'd imagine that General put a pretty strong team. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't want to make it four defeats in a row. That, that'd be unthinkable. Uh, it's a free hit for Dunfermline. Um, they're 8-11 to, to get two bookings tonight, Dunfermline, which probably isn't that bad a shout. Yeah. Uh, St Johnston, 4-6 away at Arbroath. Um, tough match last night, but I think we've got a decent enough squad. We are, I think 4-6 is probably quite a decent price for us. Um, to throw in Taraka. Uh, Aberdeen are 17-20 at Wraith Rovers. Again, Aberdeen played in Europe on Thursday night, obviously got the, need, the win they, they needed to get to get through. Um, I don't know how many changes Stephen Glass will make. We made we'll,
0: quite a few last week, didn't we? Well, did we'll the touch upon the last game weekend. at Livingston.
1: Yeah, we'll touch upon last weekend in a minute, but yeah, he, he did make a lot of changes. Motherwell-Dundee is quite an interesting game as well. Uh, Dundee-Motherwell, sorry, for corners. That could be an option there. will be back at Motherwell Corners at the weekend there. So, starting to see some of the teams play more now, which is good after two or three rounds of games. But with these being cup games, it's still a bit, a bit difficult. And I guess the last one is Ayer at home to Dungeon United. United, um, just above Evans in, the, in that match. I think Ayer could be a great shoot for cards in that match. Uh, Hopkin will try and park the bus, keep it tight and sneak a goal. So, nothing jumping out other than the corners at Kelly at the moment. but. Very keen to to see what we get on the card and corners when the markets come out.
0: Yeah, I think like you, I'll be keen to see what that Aberdeen team uses like before getting involved there. But um, if it does go with a strong team there, I think they could be a good bet on Saturday. They certainly did us a favour last weekend, didn't they, with that late goal at Livingston?
1: Yes, yeah, so we had a fantastic week last weekend. That's the second week in a row since the season started. We've pretty much smashed the podcast. I think we had Celtic Hearts to score two or more at Stirling Albion, and I think we said last weekend that. This will be the only time I'd expect us to get Kelty Hearts at odds against. Uh, and so be it, this weekend they're a very, very short 4 to 7 away to, I guess, what you would classify as one of their main challengers in forfar. So the bookies really have shit themselves and decided to <laughs> just totally cut Kelty Hearts down to nothing. But you could get Kelty Hearts to win the match and score two. That's an angle we've done a lot on the podcast over the last few seasons. Yeah. Uh, I think that's close to evens. Uh but in terms of last weekend, yeah, Aberdeen twenty-three to ten, or sorry, twenty-one to ten we got the map on the Sunday before the game, a week before the match. And they got a ninety-third minute goal due to a goalkeeping calamity. <laughs> we don't care. We'll take that. And Dunfermline part of Thistle also over two point five goals came in. So I think we landed with five winners at six last week. And I think that was followed up by the week before that four out of five. So it's been a sensational start in Scotland for us. And it's really we paid dividends to follow these these games so far this season.
0: Yeah, more of the same this week, please. Um David, just touching back on the League Cups or anything standing out for you this weekend? Uh
2: no, not really. I thought there was quite a lot of I mean, a lot of short price teams and a lot of Premier League premiership teams away, at uh, championship teams that looked as if they could be kind of banana skins. I mean that Aberdeen game. I feel like I've seen Wraith beat Aberdeen before in the cup, quite recently. Uh, I just I feel like that could be one that could potentially be um, could potentially a difficult one for Aberdeen, especially off the back of a, a European game. Um, but no, uh, apart from that, I, I just I thought there was there was nothing really stood out massively. I thought there was a lot of kind of even games,
0: uh, given the yeah given which teams are at home. I'm oh, sorry, I just wanted to check whether Wraith had actually been Aberdeen in the cup recently. Uh, not according to my records, no. Uh, Never. Well, possibly. At some point they did, Never. but in 2000, <laughs> 2015 was the last time they met, and uh, that was a 2 0 win for Aberdeen at Raith Rovers. So there you go. Uh, so, just yeah. Maybe I was football yeah. manager. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, it does look a really tricky uh, group of fixtures. In the cup this weekend, and uh, you'll do it. We find find real value. I think you're right, David. I think there are potentially a few bananas. Two
2: thousand. This is. I'm obviously. I've remembered something from when I used to play because two two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, Rafe beat Aberdeen at Pitodji in the Scottish Cup. So that is yeah. what I'm thinking about.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> said. you said recently. Uh, I mean that is quite recently, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose it's all relative. Depends how old you are. <laughs> uh, okay, we do have a bets in uh, Scotland this weekend. Um, Greg, you quite like the look of, is it goals at Elgin City v Albion Rovers of all places?
1: Yeah, I think Elgin's um, home matches tend to have goals. Um, I've been quite impressed so far by Queen's Park, yeah, guess um Albion Rovers this season. Last season, they were a bit of whipping boys. They've done well towards the end of the season last year. I think the bookies still have them down as a team that they expect to finish in the bottom two places, which I probably did disagree with. Um, there's been over 2.5 goals in six of Elgin's last seven home matches. There's been both teams to score in six of Elgin's last seven home matches. And in the league, uh, both teams have scored in Elgin's last seven home games. So, they don't keep too many clean sheets, Elgin, but they are good for a goal. And looking at Albion over this season so far, a terrific 2 0 win on the opening day against Elgin, against Edinburgh City at 72. They drew 2 all last weekend against Denny. Um, a pretty decent cup run, to be fair. Mm. Um, although they got hammered by Falkirk, they drew with Ayr, 0 0, they drew with Edinburgh City, 1 all and they drew away at Hamilton albeit can weekend Hamilton side. So I think they're in pretty good shape, Albion Rovers, and I think they can go up to Elgin and score at least once. Um, as I said before, Elgin don't make, keep many clean sheets. And I think seven of the last eight matches between these two has seen over 2.5 goals. So I was quite surprised to see it as big as 3-4. to four. Now, as the season goes on in this league, you'll probably find that most matches over 2.5 goals will be 8-15, to 1-2. But we're still kind of Sucking up that early season value that we're getting from the bookies at the moment, so I think over 2.5 goals here is, is a great shout, and I probably fully expect both teams to score. Um, so I'm taking that at, on over 2.5 goals.
0: Okay, and speaking of early season value, David, do you think Cowdenbeath might be good value at kind of 17 to 10 to win at home against Stranraer on Saturday?
2: Yeah, uh, Greg is going to explain why. Um, because he <laughs> has done all the research as well, apparently. But yeah, I just thought like uh, they started quite well this season, uh, Um They got a, they got a, a good win. Well, I I, I think a, diffi- a difficult tie uh, last weekend uh, was it Fraserburgh?
1: Was it Fraserburgh? Yeah, they won I think. Yeah,
2: I think that's good. that's quite a difficult tie to up there and, and get the win. Um, they had a good uh, win at home to Elgin last week as well. I think uh, I just think that the the Liam Buchanan going there is like where it all started for him. I think he'll score goals for them. I think he'll probably he'll be one of the top scorers in that league this year. I think. Um, I just don't think Stranraer's form at the start of the season sort of deserves them to be favourites. Away to I think Cowdenby some had some decent results in the in the League Cup as well. I think yeah. they beat Alloa. Um, they did, yeah. I just I, I I thought the price looked wrong. Two point eight at home to Stranraer. I mean, it's not. It's a bit of a trek for Stranraer over to five. Um, it's not a nice place to go. In fact, it's a horrible place to go. Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it probably is the worst ground in Scotland, is not it?
2: It's a renderson for away away. Like it's it's a eleven. A Get changed while the subs sit outside and wait. So the space it's, it's that kind of changing for their players as well. So it is um it's just not a nice place to go. So I, I just think Cowdenbeath are well priced at two point
0: eight and a I uh, I think it's worth worth backing. And you were of a similar mind, Greg, earlier in the week when you posted it on the channel.
1: Yeah, so I can identify these on Tuesday morning, I think, I think, I think uh two two nine to <laughs> five to win this match. Um Looking at Stranraer, I think the bookies are pricing this up on last season. Obviously, Cary Beat really struggled last season. Stranraer pushing towards the playoffs. But, as David said, Liam Buchanan's already scored six goals this season for, for them. He is on penalties. Bobby Barr's there as well. So, between those two players alone, they've probably played about 600 matches in Scottish football. So, two really good signs for Gary Bowen's side. Uh, a really good win against Elgin last week. For Cowden Beath. Um Looking at Stranraer, They lost Dino at home to Annen last week Which is a real sh- not, a sh- not a shock but A really disappointing result mm. uh, I, I just think this game's placed up in the last season I, I, I don't know how you can op- how you can Oppose Cowdenbeath Given the way Stranraer have started So a nice little angle for me Will be Cowdenbeath double chance And over 1.5 goals in the match And you can probably bet If Cowdenbeath do score it's more than likely to come from Liam McCann, who I think will be up there towards the top end of the goal scoring charts. Yeah. So that pays even money. Okay, and be a double chance and over 1.5 match goals. Okay,
0: and also in League like, Two we've already mentioned Kelty Hearts, and I think the obvious trend in Kelty Hearts is that their price is just tumbling every week. So no matter what price they, they open up, kind of Monday, Tuesday. It's just getting shorter and shorter as the week goes on. So if there's no other strategy that you employ this season, then back Kelty Hearts early in the week.
1: Yeah, I think the bookies obviously last weekend, away to Stirling Albion, one of their main challengers you could say for the league, they've set Kelty up at 11 to 10. And obviously we snapped it up pretty early. They've gone there and won 3 0 quite convincingly. So I'm not surprised to see them short at 4-4,
2: but I still think 4-7 is very short. For yeah, 4 of 1-2-0 both games
1: So far it seems ridiculous yeah. that they. I, would couldn't, be b- I couldn't back against Kelty But uh, I definitely won't be backing them at that place But as I did say before You could back Kelty to win the match And score two at even So that's probably an angle I'm sure a lot of people will get on this season But I think for me I'm quite happy just to leave this match alone
0: Yeah, and in League One Another couple of games that punters will find hard to resist Are Cove Rangers 4-7, eh, 1-2 Queen's Park, similarly priced um, and David, you said well, I don't know if you'll be on that double, but that double will certainly be popular, yeah. won't it? Yeah, I think it was two point zero two the double,
2: and it, yeah, I think it's popular. I think Queens Park already look as if they could be pushing for the title with uh, maybe Falkirk and maybe Cove as well. Um, Cove have had two tough games to start the season, so they'll be keen to get their season going with a win this weekend. So I think that did look pretty well priced,
1: especially against these five sides who don't tend to travel well. I think East Fife lost a lot of goals last season in, in the league, so this is the perfect opportunity for Cove to get a first win of the season and I think that double, to be fair with Queen's Park, does look pretty tasty at Um I guess another bet possibly could be Falkirk at uh, Airdrie. I think Paul Sheeran, I think Falkirk so far this season have done okay, scoring goals, they won 3-0 during the week in the Challenge Cup, um, they beat Peterhead 2-1 at home last week. Airdrie, with Airdrie, just don't know what you're going to get with Airdrie. They're so inconsistent um, but Falkirk might be popular t- uh, tomorrow as well.
0: Yeah, they're a decent price as well. What are they, 21-20 to 20, did you
1: say? Yeah, just blow evens uh, to win that match.
0: Alright, okay. I, thought I had them down at uh, Coral at 21-20 to 20, so maybe might, might still be some value Yeah. it's against. Okay though, I think that's just kind of covered everything. Anything else you want to cover in Scotland, Greg?
1: Yeah, just one last point. So Last weekend, all 10 matches between League 1 and League 2
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, over 1.5 goals. So, I was on that 9-1. to The previous week, it was 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's something that's to keep an eye on between those two leagues. I would back that every week, to be fair. Just back it every week. There's only nine games this week, so, due to the Cup being on. And I think that pays 7-1. to So, if you're backing over 1.5 goals in those two leagues again this weekend it pays 7 to 1, and I think at that place it's, it's worth a flutter.
0: And you're just doing that as an ACCA, that's not, you know, Skybet obviously do total no, specials to and stuff like that, just, just a straight to, ACA, yeah, nine, yeah. nine selections.
1: But I must admit, I'll be doing that every week, and it's already landed once after two weeks at 10 to 1, so okay. you only need that to land three times in a season.
0: Good show. Okay, we'll wrap things up there. Um, can you guys just give us a wee recap of the bets that you've got on this weekend? Um, starting with yourself, David?
2: Yeah, back to back to Norway. Um, both games on Sunday, so starting that uh, Buran there at home to Sandefjord, and I fancy Sandefjord. Um, I fancy Sandefjord to win, but on the Asian line, 0.0 plus zero plus zero point five, uh, you're getting one point nine seven, so just below evens. Um, that's with Bet three six five, and also Volleinga a, a weight from so. Over 1.5 goals, that pays five to four. with bet three six five, um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, go against anyone back in the win at six to four.
0: Mm-hmm. And your bets in Scotland?
2: Uh, yeah, it was just uh, who cow, cow uh, we were two point eight. I can't do the fraction for you on that one.
0: Two point eight to Stenra. And Greg, what's your best bets this weekend?
1: So in Norway, just one match for me. Uh, that's that's on Downs home match with Rosenborg. And I'm taking over two and over 2.5 match goals in the Asian line at 5-6. So that's half stakes back if there's two goals scored. Uh moving into Scotland. Um two main bets at the moment. So that will be Cowden double chance and over 1.5 match goals in that game against Dunrar at even money with bet 365. And also taking Elgin v. Albion Rovers over 2.5 match goals at 3-4, and hopefully taking Kilmarnock corners in their match at Hibs in the League Cup on Sunday. And I think as we discussed as well, it's quite a few games from the League Cup to keep an eye out for. Hearts, weekends potentially, and possibly a United cards and corners at Dundee v Motherwell. So always worthwhile having a look at.
0: Yeah, good, old, good stuff. Now, don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. You can also check out David's blog, which is DavidWeatherstonFootball.com. David, when can we expect (laughs) some more updates on some action?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I get a new laptop uh, tomorrow, and uh, I'll be back in action next week for sure. Whether that's uh, yeah, there'll definitely be
0: some previews next next week. Okay. now you've said that out loud you're going to have to commit to that I'm, I'm definitely nice good stuff and of course if you want more tips from Greg then make sure you join his Telegram channel where you can get his best tips daily just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up to the channel that's us for this week thank you very much for listening best of luck with your bets and thank you to Greg and David for joining me
2: thank you
0: good luck yeah, cheers man good luck